2: attraction it's the never Beans podcast
0: well, okay so our plan was well, okay now I'm, I'm talking you total moron <laughs> <laughs> basically this is how it goes all he does is just blame me for everything that goes on <laughs>
2: you're an easy target whatever you say buddy glenn you want to you want to introduce the people absolutely i do i mean uh
0: welcome to what do we call this is this never been's week four and a half never been's bonus episode
2: i think we need uh, to stop saying like a number because we're not organized and i was we'll just never... trying to trying to keep
0: up with you so you yeah. told me to stop you got it you stop anyway very uh excited to have a good friend of ours um obviously uh you know um his resume speaks for itself but um one of, if not the best linebacker of all time, and again, uh, you know, very blessed to to call him a friend, Mr. Luke Keekley. Welcome to the Neverbits.
1: Clance, why is your background so much better than Verses? You no, <laughs> no display back there. That's
2: He's been like, got footballs and Super Bowl rings and all kinds of crap. I got what some Etsy painting, that and, I got, and I got and I
1: got and I got shutters. So not custom
2: though. Those look money.
1: Big time.
0: Uh, uh Luke, welcome on, buddy. How you doing?
1: I'm good. Just uh before Burst got and we we're talking about youth football. We've got a big practice tonight. This is the last week of the regular season and playoffs start next week. So Burst knows how much time I spend drawing plays for youth football. So we've got some new stuff going in on defense tonight, some new alignments. We're actually practicing uh on a line field tonight, which will help because most of the time we're practicing on this little field that we play on, it's difficult to see lines. So kids have no idea where landmarks are or anything. So we tell them to run down the hash. They can't see the hash and we get mad at them because they can't see the hash. And it's, <laughs> it's not actually their fault because there's no hashes on the field. So today uh, today there'll be no excuse for wrong uh, landmarks on the field. So it'll be fun. It's on turf. It'll be a, a lot of fun for the kids. We're gonna have a little pizza party tonight after practice and uh, get the kids going. Where, where's the practice? What's that? What field? Panthers.
2: Oh, you're on the Panthers practice field.
1: Yeah, Panthers bubble. In the bubble. That's yeah. What Let's kind go. of pizza? That's
0: awesome. What how's, sure? the, how's, the, the, how's the squad doing this year? I know pretty good. So week one. This summer.
1: Yeah, week one was a struggle. We played a team from Odell, which is in, you know, northeast, right, versus Northeast Charlotte, up Concord area. Yep. They were they were big, they were fast, they were strong. They had a really um a really good player that just kind of did everything. He could run it, he could catch it, he could play defense, he played linebacker. We weren't super organized. We were organized as coaches, but we didn't have a great plan. So that a lot of that, a lot of that falls on us. We had we had like four kids get hurt the first two weeks of the season. So once the regular season rolled around, we were banged up going after training camp, going into week one, and uh, it's kind of a perfect storm. It kind of got it handed up, handed to us a little bit, but that's kind we, of on you, Luke. Yeah, no, that's what I said. You didn't so get it
2: right in the off season.
1: Our defensive Our defensive plan was not sound, and they they took it to us a little bit. So.
2: I'm talking more weight room off-season training. You didn't have them right. You didn't have them in shape ready for the season. We didn't do
1: enough. We didn't do enough plyometric change of direction, make sure kids are in shape in the 95 degree heat of Charlotte. Did you,
2: did you,
0: did you play any, uh, medicine ball, volleyball, like we used to play?
1: (laughs) No, we didn't didn't do any of that. We should have done, uh, we probably should have done some more conditioning for the kids. That's another reason why it's on us. We did a lot of teaching, a lot of formation recognition. And then, uh, not enough, not enough conditioning. Not enough making sure the kids are in shape. So, like I said, that first game, we thought we had a great plan, and then we realized that we didn't do a good enough job of helping the kids out this summer and making sure they're in a good position. So it's kind of a uh, kind of on us. You got I like that. With.
0: I like how this guy. I like how this guy sits
2: here on his high horse, shaking his head as if he's got any clue what's going on. <laughs> I'm like, I'm the number one fan in Charlotte. When I find out Luke's been training these kids. Five months in a row, no off season, and then they get absolutely dominated week one. It's, I mean, the, as the fan, I'm disappointed.
1: Hey, it's, you like know, pro I'm football. it's all about it's all about looking at yourself and figuring out what's going on. So the last few weeks, last few weeks we've been really good. I think we'll be, um, we should maybe get a buy the first week. If not, we'll go play somebody. And last year was really cool. We ended up going to to Florida for the Pop Warner Championship down in Orlando. So. We've got, a, we've got a, there's a, I don't know how many games in Charlotte. It'll be three or four games to win the city championship. And then there's maybe one or two regional champion, regional games. And if you win the region, then you go down to Florida. So um, it was a ton of fun. The playoff round last year was just, it was awesome. You know, you have to get, you're getting ready for teams. The kids are getting excited. The weather's changing. It feels like football season, Um and we just had a ton of fun. So hopefully, we're starting to get some kids back healthy. The weather's cooling off. I think we've got a pretty good feel for what kind of kids we have. Our kids are freaking awesome. They play hard. They're they're all super smart. They love football, and um, we've made a lot of strides since that first game. So it's been it's been great. We spend way too much time messing around on it, but I don't know what else they'd be doing. So it's perfect.
2: Well, for the listeners, I don't know if y'all said this before, but Luke's talking about is it twelve U? Twelve U, yeah. 12U team that he coaches in Charlotte with Greg Olson and Greg's dad.
1: Yeah, and then Josh and Ben and Daniel, a couple other coaches. Okay, too.
2: so I got a full staff running these
1: these kids into the dirt. What's the record? Four. And we one? are. we? I think we're three. One, two, three. I think we're three and one. Yeah, three and, three
2: and
0: one. one. Okay. Well, there you go. Getting getting prime for a long playoff run.
1: Getting ready, and we're getting healthy too. That's the biggest thing. But yeah, it's been the kids are awesome, the parents are awesome. We have a ton of fun doing it.
0: Very nice. Um, well, you know, you guys are getting ready for the playoffs. NFL-wise, they're just kind of getting into the meat of the season. Can you uh, tell us about a little bit about what you've been doing with the Panthers? Um, what's going on there? And yeah. get a little Panthers update.
1: Yeah, so I, I do I do the radio with the team. So I've got 12 games this season I've done. Shoot, how many have I done? I think done three so far. Yeah. Um, you know, it's obviously we've struggled so far this season. That's pretty easy to see based on our record. But you look when you really kind of look and see what's going on. We've we've had a couple guys from the 2020 draft class that have done a really good job in the last couple games. I think Etor was the guy that we drafted in the second round out of Penn State, who's done a really good job the last few weeks. He's been disruptive. He's he's got a, he's had a few sacks the last few weeks, um, and you start to feel him more in games. So that's that's a positive. Derek Brown's just. A problem inside. He plays, I don't know how many snaps he plays, but I bet he's 75 to 8% of snaps. And for a guy that weighs 330 pounds, that's pretty impressive. Adam Thielen's been fantastic. Um, Yeah, we're just just a little bit banged up right now. That's the thing that's kind of hurt us a lot. You look on both sides of the ball, obviously, Shaq, that was a tough one for us. Obviously, um, the Monday night game. Yeah. a lot yeah he broke his leg but he everything's good he had a fork i mean he had he got his leg fixed he's good to go um we lost xavier woods which was a safety for us he's just a really good veteran presence has a great feel knows where to be he's active in the past game but he's just smart and like a guy that you throw back there and like you don't worry about him um and then jc horn's been banged up and that you know that just you know anytime you lose you lose starters, especially on the perimeter with DBs. It's t- it's difficult, especially in the league now with everyone spreading it out and throwing the ball. And the guys that we played the last the last few weeks, and you look at um, we played Seattle with DK, you know, Mike Thomas, the guys in Atlanta are all big. Everybody that we've played has been a big body. Justin Jefferson last week. So, there, I mean, you know how it is across the league. You don't get a break from good receivers. So, CJ oh, yeah. Henderson's a really good athletic young guy for us. Dante's Dante's been good. He's been a little bit banged up, so that's the name of the game on on our team right now is being banged up. But I thought defense last week played extremely well. We took it to took it they to mean. Minnesota pretty well. We forced some turnovers. We didn't let any of those guys really get off. You know, Justin Jefferson was under 100. At, you had know, two touchdowns, which you can't have, but. We held him the we held him to 14 points. We forced some turnovers. We scored on the defense. And side scored of the ball. on
0: defense, which is yeah. you know, you do that. And
1: I think you know. Ashero, I think Asgero Evero is a stud. I think he's super smart. He understands what's going on. I think he I think he relates with the players really well. I think we were very fortunate to get him. And then you look on the offensive side of the ball. I think Bryce, I think people are starting to kind of bag on Bryce. But if you go to practice and you watch him and you watch him during games, he knows how to play quarterback. He knows what he's doing. He knows where to look. He knows his reads. He can navigate the pocket. He can make all the throws in the world. But then again, on offense, we've just been, we've been banged up. We, you know, lost Brady week one and Austin Corbett, hopefully is coming back in the next few weeks. So those are our inside two, um, two guards. So right now we're playing some young guys that um, have shown flashes of being really good, but you know how the league goes with young guys. You just got to kind of, you got to bring them along. You got to teach them. Um, so we're working on that. I really like our offensive staff. We've got, you know, the guy we drafted this year in the second round, Mingo. Big, strong, kind of Anquan Bolden-ish um, as far as side speed, skill set in the slot. Um, he's been banged up too. So we've just we've just had a ton of injuries, and that's slowed us down um, in a lot of ways. But I'm I still like our team a lot. I like our coaches. I like where we're at. We just got to find ways to make a few more plays on both sides of the ball to put ourselves in position. But, you know, new staff, young quarterback, got a lot of confidence in what we have over there. We just haven't seen it all all come together yet. But uh, one of these days it's going to pop and when they get rolling, we'll be in good shape.
2: All right. Yeah. Go ahead. Great, Great political answer. Say all the right things but they're 0-4 and and they don't score any points. What's the actual problem?
0: Okay, let me – hold on. No, hold your your horses.
2: No. Hold hold your horses.
0: Okay, because I want to just – know a couple things he said. And and playing quarterback in the NFL is very difficult. It's really hard when you miss a game, your third game of your career. You don't really find and get into that rhythm. And then to hear all the injuries that he's been talking about, let's just pump the brakes and slow down like Luke said and wait and see – because obviously there's no arguing from anyone here that Bryce is very talented and he can play. I mean, I'm not arguing that.
2: You know know what my
0: stance is. I know what your stance is. You're a hater and you are
2: Mr. Uh, Troll. Yeah, but it's not, I'm not trolling. I'm speaking for, not as a player, I'm speaking from the fan base and what's going around Charlotte and honestly the, the country and the world. Right. Obviously, he answered the Bryce part, and I agree with that. I don't think Bryce should be blamed for anything. Football is a very multi-variable sport, but at what point do you start to hit the panic button on either that or someone else? Coaching I don't staff, think, yeah, I think calling, it's... like what what's going on? How do you not score? You scored one touchdown in two home games, and it was in garbage time.
1: Yeah, that's a problem. I mean, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure that's something that that. Yeah, obviously you got to score points in the NFL to win, but when you when you watch the game, and I get to watch a lot of them, the plays are everything is in everything's right there. You know, I don't and for whatever reason, it's like boom, like one thing here, one thing there. And that's that's age, that's always gonna happen in the game of football. Everybody's like, well, yeah, we didn't make this, but we were super close. And it'd be one thing if there's one thing to be, hey, we're we're super close, and then there's another thing to be like, yeah, we're just not good enough. And I don't think and I think then that's when you hit the panic button and you're not just good enough for a lot of reasons. Maybe your scheme's not good enough or your players aren't good enough or it's a dysfunctional environment at the stadium. But I don't think that we have any of those things right now. And obviously, the only thing that matters in the NFL is winning. But there's also little things that you look at that you look for, like you look for positives, right? Okay, how did Bryce play in certain situations in the game? The second half of the game, at one point, I think he was fifteen to fifteen, and with that pressure and that defense that Flores had, it says a lot of things. Boom, he's he's more he's getting more confident. He's seeing things really well. The ball is not coming out, and I think one thing that everybody knocked him for was, hey, how many of his balls are going to get batted down? He's five eleven or whatever he is, and I think over he's played three games. I think one one ball has been batted and that was a ball that we had inside pressure right away. And there wasn't really, the guy just made a play and it didn't matter if he was 6'6 throwing the ball. So I think he's proven a lot of people wrong and things that they were gonna knock him for as far as, hey, can he see things? Can he make throws or balls can get batted? I think he's crossed all those off. I think he's been efficient when he's needed to. He's navigated the pocket really well. So I think Bryce is gonna be fine. And then the not, the not scoring part, I mean, Week one, you open on the road with a bunch of young guys. Then you got to go play in Seattle. I thought there was some plays in the in the Minnesota game that we had right there. And for whatever reason, like maybe a guy slipped or we just like barely missed on a block, or we were just a second late with something. But to me, that says is boom, our guys are seeing it. They're in the right spot. We're scheming stuff up. You know, we can go all the way back to week week two or yeah, week two, the first game that I did. We had a couple of plays that weren't just open cuz a guy won. They were open cuz they got schemed up. We had a backside like hide play, we had a double move against Minnesota at the end of the game when they went zero. I think it was the second to last play of the game. Thielen broke it in, ran a slant, pumped and we went vertical and for whatever reason we just weren't quite able to get it out there. So it's, all the stuff's right in front of us on the offensive side of the ball and I think it's one of those things where it's not going to be it's going to be like this. And then it's and then I think it's going to do that quickly rather than – I don't think we're one of those teams where it's going to come and then slowly do that. I think Bryce is going to figure out – yeah, and versus Hayden. I think it's one of those things, once we start to, like, get in a little bit more flow, I think you get Corbett back, you slide him back in another veteran presence. I think we're going to be – I think we're going to be fine because if you look at our skill positions, new offense comes in. Thielen's new. Hayden Hurst is new. DJ Chark's new. Um, Miles Sanders is new. So like your four of your top five skill guys are all Mingo, brand new. So these guys all got to get used to playing with each other. And you guys know, especially you, Garrett, that timing in the NFL is the only thing that matters. And just the more reps we get at it, the more comfortable we're going to get. I'm not – I'm bummed, I and mean, I don't want to be 0-4, but I'm confident with where we're at with the guys on our team, organization, Coach Reich's a stud. And Bryce, and I'm just, we just got to, and I'm one of those guys, just give it a little, just give it a little bit of time. Cause I go back and I think about my first like three or four games in the NFL is terrible. And I'm not, that doesn't mean I'm talking to anybody in particular. It's more of just
0: JJ told us it, he had like, JJ told us he had like 100 tackles by game eight. So I beg to differ, but we'll move but on. It just,
1: takes some, it just takes some time to like figure, like get it going. And like for me, it's like just give the guys some time, let them figure it all out. And when we do, we'll be fine.
0: It's a different game. I mean, it, two, it truly is. It's a different game. Let, let's let – I'll give you – if you have something to things. add, I was going to say let's move on because all you're going to do is troll.
2: But No, two quick things. The – he didn't – Bryce didn't play in the Seattle game, and it felt like they opened up the offense more. Now, yeah. I don't know if that could be – Andy Dalton's been
0: playing – And Andy Dalton's been playing football for
2: 13 years, right? I mean – So the question is, is there a leash on Bryce? Like, are they like,
1: eh, let's – I'm, not, know, I'm not, I'm not, there. Not I'm analyzing. not there enough. I'm not there enough to know. Could it be, could it be that? Could it be, you know, they had some good matchups that they liked or they felt good about certain things. I don't know. Okay. And then the other thing is
2: uh, the rumors are fitters aggressively trying to get a wide receiver one in a trade. I mean, is that really the problem? I don't think so. Like you said, they they already added all these guys in the draft and free agency like is adding a t higgins or someone really gonna change that offense that much
1: i don't you know i i think having more good players obviously helps your situation right i think if you get a guy that's you know a quote one i'd imagine that he is going to help out his skill set will help out but i mean it's just one of those things you you don't ever you don't ever talk about in the nfl like well if we had one other this guy or that guy it's no you talk about what's on your roster and how we how we utilize these guys to the best of their ability. So I know that, you know, I know that Scott and Dan and all those guys are up there. They're trying to put together the best roster they can at all times. So, yeah, I mean, maybe they're – I'm sure they're looking for the next best corner, the next best inside guy, the next best defensive end, the next whatever you want it to be. I'm sure they're always looking to upgrade every spot on the field. So I'm sure their eyes are open for something. But I think right now you just worry about – as a fan, as a player, as a person in the building, you worry about what's on the roster now because that's what we've got and we got to make that work.
0: Yeah, yeah. just to, and just to add to that just a little bit, you know, I, just speaking from my personal experience, I know you, you guys were both in Carolina for your whole career, but to kind of add on what Luke just said, every time I was in a situation where I was looking either practice squad here or practice squad there after camp or something like that may happen and I was, you know, cut or, you know, whatever it may be, my agent used to remind me all the time. The quickest path to the field is within the organization you're already in. and I think that kind of speaks to what Luke was just talking about. I, it probably differs a little bit by position for sure, but you know they're always they're always trying to develop what they have in the building.
1: Well, there's a good example of that on our team right now. So we drafted Terrace what is that 2021? he's in year three. first couple of years he's so first of all, Terrace is a great kid. He's smart, he works hard. He's big, he's long, he's got great traits. He was really good at LSU. And, for, and he just didn't have the opportunities that he needed the last two years. And now this year, what he had, I think he had eight or nine catches on 10 targets last week. So that's like, you. I don't think you ever give up on the guys that you have on your team. You just got to, like you said, you got to keep working with the guys. There's a reason why we drafted him. The guys that drafted him, and I'm talking about Scott, are still here. So you got to just give these guys a second. And sometimes it's more difficult than others, but he's big, he's long, he's athletic. And, you know, you look at, here's another guy that came in with Burst and I, we had, Josh came in with us Burst, right? So we came in 2012, Josh, you know, Josh played well. And then in 13, he was better. And he was kind of on and off. And then at the end of 2014, at the end of his third year, all of a sudden, he just turned into lockdown, like strap dudes up, no problems at all. And it's one of those things where – and then 15, obviously, he blew up and he – whatever. This is Josh Norman. Josh Norman, yeah. Right, I, I sometimes think that you just got to give guys a chance to come along a little bit. They got to get – think about it, They go from growing up and being in one state their whole life to then, boom, they go somewhere completely different. Their family's not there. Their friends aren't there. It's a new environment. They Maybe they struggle a little bit early, and then they got to get their confidence back. And then once they do, boom, now they're just back to the same old player that they were. And I think that's what we just got to make sure that we're giving guys a chance to come in, get comfortable, give them an opportunity, make them safe, coach them, give them opportunities to make plays where they feel comfortable and then boom, go.
0: Yeah, I I agree. There's, There's definitely a balance there. Um, tell us a little bit about, we, we, we've obviously, we've talked about the Panthers now. Tell us a little bit about, you know, some of the teams, some of the other teams you've been watching this year. Some you know, I, w- I would like to get, what I'd really like to get is your perspective on some of these high-flying, you know, these offenses that have become such a force in the league, but you know, who's impressed you so far? I know uh, uh, team-wise and player-wise this year from around the NFL. Well,
1: obviously Buffalo. I mean, we've got, you guys all know, we've got tons of connections up there. You look at Obviously, you know, being a McD up there kind of running the show. And then Shul is up there. Dorse is the offensive coordinator. Joe Brady, who was with, with us in 20 and 20 and 21, is the quarterback's coach with Josh. Um, and then on the defensive side of the ball, we know all those guys, you know, Eric Washington, Al Holcomb, Babbage. I'm sure I'm I'm sure I'm missing some dudes up there, but I always watched those guys, and I was a little bit, you know, obviously Aaron went down week one against them. And they ended up losing that game. And I was like, "What is going on?" And I think it just speaks number one to the Jets' defense is solid. Mm-hmm. But then the last few weeks they've been dominant. You know, they beat they beat Miami big. Um, I think Josh is just really good. He he can make he can sling it around. He can run, and he's one of those quarterbacks when you line up against him, he scares you for a lot of reasons, right? He can make every throw. He, nothing's got to be clean for him. He can escape the pocket, right? He can run. And then the thing that's super difficult about him is he's so big and strong that you can't just, like, push him over. Like, there's quarterbacks that that can make all the throws and get out and run, but then you bump them and they fall down. And you're like, okay, we can live with that. But with Josh, it's like, you better you better get five or six guys. Come on, burst hating again. glance is one of those. I wasn't, I, glances, I wasn't, was, I wasn't was running, running anywhere. Good. You better get five or six guys around him that can make plays, right? Yeah. Because if not, he's gonna break a tackle and then sling it. So you got to have one dude that's just gonna go win inside and get him on the ground. But I think Definitely. what they've done are really look, they've got they've got Gabe Davis and Diggs, right? Diggs is a psychotic competitor, and he's I love watching him play football because all he wants to do is catch the ball and score touchdowns. Like he breaks tackles, he's mean, he runs hard, he catches everything, he finishes. Gabe Davis can block and get down the middle of the field. I liked uh, – obviously, they have Dawson Knox, and then they added that kid Dalton K- Kincaid from Utah. So now Josh has, like, two really good outside receivers. He's got two guys inside that he can throw the ball to. They And then they, they're they so good at, like, that – specifically in the passing game of, like, t- turn around at five yards and I'm going to th- pin it on your chest and fall forward and get seven. Like that is just, so just free
0: cheap yards that free cheap yards and like, frustrate the hell out of you guys. On and it
1: frustrates you. And what that does is it slowly brings defenses closer to the line of scrimmage, like backers and nickels and corners and safeties. Like
0: you, at that, point you have like, to cover, at that point you have to cover down every receiver, right?
1: You got to cover the whole field. And then once you tighten that then boom, doors are just going to bang one over the top. Yeah. And so that's why I like watching their offenses. Cause it's like, You don't know where the ball is going. It's going to be boom, quick screen, boom, slant, boom, sit, boom, stick, boom, ball over the top, boom. Josh is going to run for 20. Boom. Now we're going to throw a heavy play action, seven-man protection, just throw it down the field. Like there's so much that they do that it's I don't know how you prepare for it. And they're fun. They're fun to watch. As far as the teams in the AFC, those are the guys that I like watching.
0: Yeah. So tell us, number one, how do you how do you prepare for a guy like Josh? I mean, is it almost like you're hoping he just has one of those games like you did against the Jets, where you like, you know, force him to be ultra patient and make a mistake, or, you know, I mean, what, what, what do you, what do you try and do defensively?
1: I think you try to limit what, what scares you about him, right? So, number one, you got to keep him in the pocket mm-hmm. and you got to get bodies around him because if you let him get out of the pocket, now it's a game for me. He just plays pitch and catch seven on seven. So, we always kind of talked about when we play guys like, When we were playing Russ, it was always keep Russ like move the pocket inside, like slowly collapse the pocket. We don't need to take any cheap inside moves. We don't need to try to beat a guy.
0: You're okay. You're okay if he has four or five seconds to throw, right? Because you don't want the last thing you want is to get him out of the pocket.
1: Yeah, you don't want to get him out of the pocket, and then boom, now it's like a one-on-one perimeter tackle with like a nickel or safety or a corner where Josh is 245 pounds. He's just going to stiff arm him and run away. So it's just kind of slowly push the pocket put a point on it slowly push it in on and make them uncomfortable and just keep guys keep guys in front of you and the number one thing is tack you have to tackle Uh you have to tackle so
2: does it do you avoid playing as much man when you play a quarterback like that
1: well i mean i think it all depends on what kind of man you play right if you play two man and that and you have a you're in bad rush lands and he's just gonna take 12 and fall down if you're gonna play man, then then it, then you play the game of right. Well, do we send five? We play dog, and then if you don't get there and you don't rush well, boom, now it pops. Or do yeah. you say, all right, boom, we're gonna play, we're gonna play man rush four with a spy, and then now it turns into dog coverage on the back end.
2: Mm-hmm. You know what I
1: mean? It's so almost like it's, it's yeah. like sin pressure, except you're not rushing the fifth guy. Yeah. So like I've always been I've been a zone guy, especially with scrambling quarterbacks, because you want to see, you need guys to be able to see where he is. But those guys just like it's just a pain in the butt to deal with them because they can they go inside zone, bubble, quick, cue pool, zone read. Like it just slows everyone down so much.
0: Yeah. Well, they they you're right, they make your eyes be very disciplined, huh?
1: Yeah. Well, and then the other guy you talk about eye discipline. I think Kyle Shanahan's legit.
0: Well, that's where I was going to go next. Him and him and Mike
1: McDaniel. I mean, those Tim, guys. McDaniel, um, Lefleur, um, McVeigh, right? I mean, we yeah, talked Sean McVeigh. That whole like right. that whole wide zone under center. Because the hardest thing is 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 everybody. You know, you're playing a lot of eight man fronts against those guys. Boom! Now they go zoom motion. Now you got to bump gaps, and then as you're bumping, you're moving sideways, and the ball gets snapped, and now it's a half second before you can get downhill. And then now you're used to getting downhill, and now they run boot. And then they're just—he's so creative with zone schemes, gap schemes, how he gets guys the ball. A lot of times when they throw the ball, dudes are wide open. Yeah, and a which lot is, of that like you is, don't
0: see that you don't see that in the NFL.
1: And I think a lot of that. Number one, San Francisco's got—I mean, they got Christian who's balling, you know, Kittle and Ayuk and Debo Yikes. and whoever else they got. Um, their offensive line is really good. I mean, they're stacked up as far as players are, but I think Kyle. I think Kyle is is he Kyle's not Kyle's just really 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 good. I think yeah. he I don't think he does stuff like on accident. I don't think he does stuff just to do things. I think that he plays he plays the long game. He might play the long game within a game. He might play the long game within a quarter or a drive. And he also plays. I think he plays the long game as far as the season goes. Like all right, boom! I'm gonna show I'm gonna show people something. This week, and then I know they're going to watch a tape and they're going to be in this, and then boom, I'm going to hit them on this. Like those dudes play so far ahead that it's like not fair. Chess playing chess. chess. Well, think about it. We played Burst. We played against him 2012. He was in Washington. Yep. 2013.
2: Atlanta. When did he go to Atlanta?
1: No, um,
2: he's definitely there in
1: 16. I know that. i has- to say that we played him in 12. I don't remember where he was. And that And then 14. He was in Cleveland.
0: Cleveland. And then,
1: yeah. and then 15. He was in Atlanta. And then he ended up in San Francisco after that. So like we played them just about every year, and you saw it every year of just like we gotta go play Kyle Shanahan. It's like we don't. It, that's what you always worried about. It's like this scheme is gonna be such a pain in the butt. And I thought he. I think he's always done a fantastic job of finding guys that fit his scheme. So, like, offensive linemen that are, like, athletic and can move and can change direction because he's, like, he would just get offense. I'm like, hey, I need you to run to the second level and block a backer. Like, I don't need you to maul anybody, but I need you to, like, cover guys up, push them past the hole, and be able to protect for a little bit. He's just really – they're just really good. That Falcons
2: offense in 16 yeah. was fun to watch.
1: They were stacked. They are really cool. good.
2: Julio in his prime. Um, okay,
0: flipping the script here, uh,
2: a team that your,
0: your hometown team – What is going on in Cincinnati?
1: You know what? I'm trying to, honestly, I'm trying to figure that out. Last year, last year they started slow too. Yeah. I don't remember what their record through four games was, but it was kind of bleak and everybody in Cincinnati was like, what is going on? And then I think Burrow had a press conference where he basically hit him with an Aaron Rodgers and said, it's going to be okay. And the rest was kind of history on him. But I, I don't, I'm not, concerned with them. I have to tell you the truth, I haven't watched a lot of their games. I've followed kind of stats and stuff, but yeah. they everybody knows them for their offensive side of the ball with Joe and Jamar and T and Mixon and all those guys. Those guys they'll they'll figure it out. Like Burrow's too good to not figure it out. They're too talented on the edge with those two receivers not to figure it out. So yeah, it's it's a slow start for them indeed. Um obviously, you know, everybody knows that joe had that uh had that calf in training camp i'm sure that i'm sure that you know especially at that position you got to be able to get as many reps as you can but i think that he's burrow doesn't get rattled he doesn't lose confidence he's i think i think they're going to be okay but yeah oh i don't know what their record is what is it oh are they one and four
2: they've the rams. rams
1: they, one, they, they the rams. one they're one and four so not not the start that they wanted but you look at their roster, you look what they have, you look at their coaches, you're like, they got two guys that can rush the passer, they've got two guys that can go win on the outside, and they've got one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, so yeah, they've got taken their lumps to start the season, but the other thing that I always think about now is the game, the season is 17 games, and that gives you a little bit more time in the beginning of the season to kind of figure it out, because you start one and three in a normal year, you're like, wow, I got to. I got to figure this out. But now that with an extra game, it just gives you a little bit more chance to slow play a little bit.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Um, Let's see. Was there anyone else I wanted to touch on? Um, um, I mean, we touched on the Niners, Dolphins a little bit. Uh, How about, how about, you know, have you gotten to watch much of of Baltimore this year? I know that they're obviously another AFC team that, you know, they're always interesting because they have Lamar. Um, And so I just, you know, he was, he was not healthy last year. I'm just curious what, again, from a defensive guy's perspective, playing against a guy like that, and he's even, you know, different than Josh um, because you almost can't keep him in the pocket.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, i I'll tell you the truth. I haven't watched a lot of games because the majority of the games I've been doing with the team, but I obviously I follow everything stat wise, but he's a guy, you know, you look at Josh, Josh has, Josh has the threat to run, right? If you guys mess up when you, and you rush incorrectly, he can get on the edge and make you pay. Right. But when you have a quarterback that they design runs for, that's the, the scariest thing in the world because they're going to have an extra, they always have an extra guy yeah so we always talked about in the run game one one if it's a run one man run everybody's got one gap so majority of the run plays that they have are out of the gun and maybe they have like a little cross action with a tight end or whatever all that stuff's straightforward because everybody can just shoot a gap when you have lamar if you start shooting gaps you're one gap short and lamar knows exactly where that hole is he knows based on rotation he knows based on line movement where guys line up he's like boom if they 8 man front and they and they gap down, boom! I'm gonna pull it. And I'm gonna hit my head right in the gap where there's no one. And, so and that there's a chance that,
0: and there's a chance that it's make one guy miss and it's a big one.
1: Or make no one miss. Like they might yeah. just, you yeah. know what I mean. So the thing that that puts pressure on a defense is now I can't play anything with any kind of um any kind of downhill mindset. Boom! Because I gotta be like, all right, boom! Is he pulling it? Because if he pulls it, now I gotta fall back boom, now he, oh, shoot, I'm going to fall back, but actually handed it, so now I'm going to step slow into my actual gap, so instead of hitting him at two yards, you hit him at three yards, and then it pushes, and now it's a fighter again on first down. So, like, that's the biggest difference for me, and I think he, and people always want to bag on him because he can't throw the ball. I mean, the dude can sling it, and I don't think he's afraid to throw it, and I think he's really good at it, and the one thing that fits their team so well is Mark Andrews. So it's all that zone read stuff and all that stuff, everything that's over the ball and quick throws hits so much faster in traditional drop back. You can get back there and sling it out wide, but with all the RPO and the run game that they have that tight end threat across the middle, in the middle of the field out like right on the hash outside the hash. That's such a problem. And it puts so much stress on the defense because it's our right, boom zone, read hand zone, read pool zone, read pool. Looks like Lamar's going to run it, throw it over the top to Mark Andrews. Like, they have so much going on on the on the offensive side of the ball before the ball really even moves anywhere. It just puts so much stress on defenses.
0: Yeah, no doubt that they're, they're, you know, speaking as a, a Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews fantasy owner, I am uh, glad to watch them having success again. this yeah. year. It's fun. All right. Um,
2: that's, that's enough. Uh, AFC and nonsense football recap from Luke. I hate um, all right last thing yeah i want to hear your super bowl prediction oh my gosh super you got. bowl
1: prediction i i i want i wanted this i this is who i want it to be and I, this is who i think it can be i want it to be bills bills niners
0: yeah okay do you think i mean just watching the chiefs this year do you think the bills i know that they've they played a lot of close playoff games but they're they got mahomes do you think that the Bills well, they, have got a chance this year to actually, to dethrone them.
1: The one thing that I think will help the Bills this year is uh, they're going to get Von Miller back. So I yeah. think he's going to be back hopefully in the next few weeks. That's the one thing that they didn't have at the end of the season that they were really relying on was a closer. So they have, they've got some gum, like I think um, Rousseau is a really good player. I think that um, Ed Oliver has been real disruptive early this season is a really good He's a really good player. He's, he's kind of Aaron Donald. Player. He's kind of Aaron Donaldish. Can do a little bit of everything. But you guys know, I mean, you need one dude at the end of the game that like doesn't really do a whole lot in, in the game, and then it's like Arvon right, like go get one, and he's like, all right, go. and then he just in goes out right and here. and He just goes and he beats a guy and gets a sack, and then the next the next play, he gets a pressure and knocks him down, and then the third play, he runs an inside game and clears somebody else out, and in in three plays. He just ruined the whole game. Yeah. That's what he's that's what he can do. And everybody knows the Bills can score. And everybody knows the Bills just needed one more guy to rush the pass for last year at the end of the season, and he's on the roster. So I think that, and then I just think San Francisco is so dangerous right now. Absolutely. Um, You want to hear a bold prediction? Let's hear it. Sure.
2: Miami versus Detroit. Okay.
0: Well, Please stay tuned for uh,
2: part two with our good
0: buddy, Luke Keekley Luke, thanks for coming on, man. We uh, we really appreciate it. And uh, uh, it's it's really fun to hear your insight from the other side of the ball because we really sort of have a one-track mind here. Although I, I hate to say that I'm on the same Glanish, track. You, guy. Burst has a
1: one-track mind. You're open-minded, Glanish. <laughs> I mean, <laughs>
2: you have a one-track mind. Politician I'm always saying the right things. I mean, truth hurts sometimes. Sometimes you gotta address the fact that
1: the offense can't score a fucking touchdown. He's trying to defend himself. This
2: has been the never bins with
0: two never bins and future has go. One, one sort of has been.
2: Thank
1: you, cool, sweet dude.
2: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger